This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. It's Jenna and Tosh and Tosh. <laughs> How random. I love that. Tosh and Tosh. <laughs> you guys can just go have your own podcast. I know, right? I know. Over we here. Have the Tosh and Tosh show. I know. And people will be like, where did that name come from? It's so random. And why? Did, how do they know each other? To be Tosh squared. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that is good. I like that. So today we have a very special guest. We have Tasha Whalen in with us. You, would know, you would know her from the Cocoa Room. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of people would know you growing up in Riverview. Yes. Well, I've been here pretty much my whole life since I was two, so <laughs> yeah. I would say I know quite a few people around town. Yeah. Excellent. So today um, we're going to talk about the amazing step-parent that you are. And well, maybe not that far, <laughs> but we're, we're trying. We're doing our best. <laughs> but it's something that we haven't had a chance to really delve into and talk about on the podcast yet is that idea of blended families and step-parenting, which is just a whole world in and of itself that amazes me people that take that on as a challenge it's a lot yeah. to take on it's it's a big big responsibility a big it's a big job more not that it's trendy or anything but you yeah. see a lot of blended families and or people dating because that used to be a whole other thing dating someone who has kids mm-hmm. yes that's you know that's step one and then you become the step parent and you're like oh yeah, there, there's a little more responsibilities here. <laughs> so let's tell everybody um, because I mean I've known you for a little bit, but I didn't realize that you were a step parent. So what's your story? How old are your are your step kids? Um, so I have two stepsons, um, Julien who's nine and Simon who's ten, and then I have um, I just had a little baby two years ago, and that's Eleni. So she's almost two. She'll be two in May. Yeah, I've been with them since they were. Six, six and seven years old, so they were still pretty young, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice. So I came in at a good time. Um, luckily, they weren't resentful or anything towards me. They have a good relationship with their dad, a good relationship with their mom. So with me coming in, um, I tried to be that sort of fun person at first too. I, I actually I took them to Disney World. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's <laughs> I mean, sucking up just a little bit. Yeah, just, so. Just a bit. <laughs> That definitely put me in the big books for a little bit. Yeah, so. no, it absolutely did, for sure. Would you take wow. me to Disney? Sure. Yeah. I can use another step-parent. Sure, let's do this. I want Come Disney. on. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Like, we in our immediate lives don't, don't have step-parents, as in for our kids, but you and I both are blended mm-hmm. families growing up. Yes. It's different to see it on, on that scale, because my stepdad didn't come in until I was 18. Well, yeah, and I, yeah. Was, I was in high school as well, so it's a much different scenario I think when you're that old rather than you know coming in when the kids are still young yeah and, and it can be hard too though if if the kids like I've had um, a friend of mine was dating someone and the kids she was so excited she's really great with kids she was excited to meet the meet the kids and they turned out to be the biggest little mean people well, ever <laughs> and they were very resentful towards her from the very beginning mm-hmm. and that really that made her super sad because she was so excited she was ready to have fun and, and give them experiences and they shut that down oh no so and yeah. so sometimes that happens and that's where that balance of like you know sometimes these kids are great and they, they want to be with you and be a part of it and then sometimes you have kids that are like no like this is not cool. I'm not okay with it, and that's that's really difficult, and it can put a strain on a relationship too. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. To be able to work that in, and I mean, you uh, coming in at six and seven, that can be some very trying years. 
coming yes. from a mother of an almost <laughs> yes. seven-year-old. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're past the fun baby stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're into the like, oh, you've got real attitude and real issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really have to have discussions about things. Like that, that is a very tricky time. Oh, yeah. When we were first dating, it, it's not so bad because, again, I was sort of keeping myself as that fun. I, I was just the fun part. You know, when I did activity, I, I planned a lot of activities with them, uh, made sure we were going out, you know, for sleigh rides or let's go out snowshoeing or, you know, uh, weekend activities, which is awesome because I use Pickle Planet for that <laughs> yeah. all the time. Thank you. Nice. happening on weekends. I was yeah. like, as it got later on, then you started to see some challenges of uh, their personality showing out a bit or maybe they necessarily didn't agree with what, you know, my rules were because I have very, I, I set boundaries. So I have certain rules in my house that... There's like it's non-negotiable, like toilet seats. Toilet seats have to be down in my house, and that's that. And I'm still even to this day, I like if I see a toilet seat, I'm like, somebody come and take down that toilet seat. That is my number one rule. Um, So there, it was a little bit of learning curve with that type of stuff for them to learn that. But now they know. They don't fight me on it. They're like, oh, sorry about that, and they go and they, they put it down. So little things like that. That's what's important to me, and I'm glad they're they're working with me on that too, which is good. So. So when you were first dating and you first met the boys, um, you told me earlier that you guys have them a week on, a week off. Yeah. Was it that way as well when you guys started dating? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was having them the week on. Um, and then I kind of came into the picture and I had to adapt to that. So when yeah. I wanted to see him and he had the boys, well, then that's what it was. Yeah. So that's, I would plan these activities for all of us. How quickly did you, you and your husband move in together? And then you had to adapt to the, oh, they're here all the time. I don't get to walk away. um, It was actually pretty fast. Um, We met in July, and by February, he had moved, they they moved in with me. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) So I I was working the place, and they moved in, and I was like, okay, Insta-fam. And I I loved it, though, in terms of, like, making their bedrooms. I like decorating their little bedrooms. (laughs) I loved... um, holidays I get so excited to holidays like Easter and, and Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day whatever holiday I can do something it doesn't have to be these massive gifts or anything yeah. but doing those little things I loved having children around to do that yeah I, I love doing that with my niece and nephew they're 16 now um <laughs> but I always enjoy doing the, the holidays with them so now having the, the boys I was like oh this is great like I love this part of I guess motherhood yeah so oh absolutely motherhood. yeah that's very true that's a that's a good point it is fun to have someone to share it with. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, my, is, yeah. my mother did it for me a lot when I was younger. Like, so I always had these memories of holidays. So to give that to them, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love this. So can you share a little bit about some of the, some of the challenging times? Like, we, we've talked a lot about the fun. Yeah. But what, you know, if, if you were, if someone listening is going into that situation right now, right? They're, they're dating someone who has kids and they're trying to figure out, you know, when to start making those leaps and what are some of the things that they need to be to be watching for well I think the number one important thing is to know your boundaries and to know your role so the number one thing is I am not their mother they have a father they have a mother they are number one so whatever final decision comes down it's not mine it's theirs and I respect that so I don't get involved in any of those conversations where you know that that I'm not I shouldn't be it's not my decision um my my husband and the boy's mother are amazing. We all have a really good relationship, um, and I have a great relationship with her. So we we talk a lot. She said she keeps me updated on activities and stuff. So that's that's kind of one of those big things that helps it, you know, mm. go well. Um, when you get into these sort of 
fights. Like, you know, you hear these horror stories that the mother the mother and the stepmother don't get along. Oh, yeah. And and then if the kids see that, that's what makes it worse mm-hmm. because then they're going to have animosity. Either A, they're taking sides on their parents and that creates, you know, friction. Or if I overstep my boundaries, I'm like, no, this is what you should be doing with these kids. Well, no, that's not my place to say. I do know my boundaries in terms of my home. I set clear boundaries, like, like I said, with toilets. I <laughs> turn down. We shut off the lights. I, I have a little bit of a routine in the morning that, you know, we need to follow. As long as these things are done, I, I'm happy, then everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, but having that good relationship, keeping it um, keeping it civil, and not letting the kids see anything. You have to be on that same playing field so that they that's all they know. So they can't run to mom or they can't run to dad and try to pin, pin each other against. Because I've seen that with friends before that mm-hmm. they, they use, you know, they can manipulate your parents. It's, it's very, very easy. And I've learned that kids can manipulate you. You have to just outsmart them. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the shift like for you guys when you went from being a blended family in terms of you just being a step parent to then having a biological child in the mix and now you've got this whole other family dynamic? Yeah. It, you know what? We're very lucky that it went very smooth. They were so excited. Um, I kept them really involved just in the process, like being pregnant. They, they were very excited. Um, even like when we did our gender reveal, we had them, we did the silly string. Yeah. So, um, and, but we gave the cans to the boys and we said, okay, when we say countdown, you guys are the ones that are going to spray us. So I, at first I couldn't even see what color it was. Yeah. <laughs> spraying me in the eye. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Um, and when we found out it was a girl, they were super excited because they, they wanted a girl. Yeah. So I think that started it off really well. Um, and then as soon as Ella came into our lives, they like, they were beyond happy. It just, it melts my heart when she sees them. Aww. She comes when they come home, like after they've been gone for a week and then they come back, she runs up to them and kisses them and <laughs> loves them. And they like, they have her like, just they mush yeah. you know? <laughs> they love her so much so we've been really lucky for that we've never had any any animosity with them having a new sister and we just feel um, we feel like one family when we're together um, a lot of times even their mother will come over and, and you know we have dinner or we all go out trick-or-treating together so they see this as a family unit um, it's not just them and us it's it's together and that's that's really important to to keep kids happy that they see that it's, it's one unit I think that's really special. And I think it's it's happening more and more, I think, or or at least we're hearing about yeah. people talking about it more and more when they're able to be a true family co-parenting, you know, all people's idea of what family is is finally expanding, I think. To oh, be much it's... more accepting and understanding of, you know, not just assuming that a child has a mother and father at home and that, that's the way it, it is. It takes a village to yeah. raise a family. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of my family is involved in my life. I've got my parents. I've got my sister. My sister is my business partner. She's my best friend. We work out together. We work together. We talk to each other like a couple times a day. So that's like integral parts. I have grandparents and aunts and nieces and nephews. That's that's all family and that's all one and that's really important for for kids to see people make such a big deal of it now like i'm thinking of chris pratt and anna Mm ferris and when they went out trick-or-treating with their significant others and their son and people were like oh my god can you believe that they're doing this but that's the way it should be yes that's called being an adult yes (laughs) being a decent human being yeah yeah Yeah. just because you're not together as a couple doesn't mean you can't still love each other and respect each other and when your kids see you do that especially with 
um, like my husband and, and the boy's mother, Gabrielle and Daniel, when they see that, that they're loving to each other, that we're loving to each other, they're, they're going to pick up on that. And that's what they're going to take later on into life. Absolutely. It's so particular to each situation as well, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's fantastic to see such a great example of how it can work well. And unfortunately, that's not always the case for everyone. There's mm-hmm. not always that level of maturity or there's, you know, there are feelings that you can't get past in ki- terms of what happens. It's not the kids. It's no. not always the adults. The kids yes. are only going to learn from what they see from the adults. So as soon as you have a parent that's, you know, not being nice or, you know, start saying bad things or talking bad about each other... That's when the kids see that. Yeah. And they're and then that's why if someone new comes into their life, well, they're going to have animosity towards that. So that's why it's so important to have this really good working relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have that working relationship even if you don't have the level of comfort that your situation has, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, like Gabrielle and Daniel, they get along. They can have that relationship. Yeah. Not everyone can, Not but yet. you can still... You can still have a working relationship without having to invite, you know, the other person over for supper and yeah, go trick or treat together. Like you can in you your can, life every day. Yeah, you can you can still have the working relationship and have you know show your children a good family environment in that sense. And I think it's just it's such a treat for me to hear when people have that opportunity to have a real you know co-parenting blended in the real sense of the word family. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. Do you have any, like, the first time that you met the boys? Yeah. How did you feel? And do you have any tips for anybody that, say, is just going to meet the the potential stepchildren? <laughs> well, it was funny. So the first time I met the boys, I invited them over. I invited Daniel and the boys to my parents' house. My parents have a pool. So I was like, oh, ah. I'm going to meet the kids for the first time. Let's bring them to the pool. Yeah. And... It was so cute. They showed up at the door. They had flowers. They never met me before. And there they are. And they were so tiny. And they just had like little flowers. I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. And I totally overbought food. (laughs) Don't don't overbuy. I I had food up the wazoo. I was just like, I have to feed these kids. And it was funny because they're picky eaters. And they didn't eat any of it except the cookies. (laughs) Except the cookies. (laughs) So if any advice, just get the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was pretty pretty smooth. Um, I know Daniel was really nervous when the kids were first meeting me. Um, in his head, I think it was like, oh, please, like, just behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get into sure. fights. Yeah. Because um, they, are, they are little boys, so they, they do fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess I didn't have a really bad experience with it. It was, it was a really good experience. Like I said, I've had friends, though, who have met kids, and it was... They went in with open hearts and super excited to meet them, and then they just shut them down. Yeah. And at that point, there's not, there's really not much that you can do. It's up to the other parent to deal with that situation. So, if you're going in, you're meeting someone new, you know, keep your keep your mind open, keep your heart open. If that doesn't work out that way, then you know, sometimes that's life, and that's just what it's going to be, and you have to decide whether that's worth it for you. Because if the kids, if that first meeting is that bad. You have to really decide, like, is you know, is that going to work? Is that a whole life? Do I want a life of this kid not wanting to be with me or resenting me? And if, is that something that's fixable? If they're just happy-go-lucky, then it works out perfect. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's definitely not without challenges, but it's 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 good. <laughs> it's uh, so. Speaking of challenges, what kind of challenges have arose for you guys as um, challenges? I find as, like, they get older, they are getting some attitude, things that, you know, they're they're expressing their opinions a little more. Um, which also means they're comfortable with you, which is yes, good, right? Yes, which is good. Yeah. Um, sometimes, I think at first, I had a hard time 
dealing with that or uh, if they talk back to me sometimes the way they talk to me I'm like are you kidding me yeah <laughs> if that was my kid I I she would not be speaking to me that way um and, that, and in five years we'll have you yeah, back yeah we'll see what I'm saying <laughs> um so that's hard because in a way sometimes I, I sometimes you want to tell them off you're just like are you mm-hmm. seriously talking to me that way um and a few times you know I, I may have said dealt with it not in the way I should have. I think I did get angry. They pushed my buttons. Uh, just caught me on a bad day. And you're just like, oh. And I remember one time, actually, I yelled at Sima. He did so. I don't even remember. Clearly, it's not that important. But I, I got so mad at him. And I was, I was yelling at him. And I locked him in his room. And he was, like, going crazy. And he was trying to get out of his room. I was like, no, you need to stay in your room. And, <laughs> and I just, like, was losing it. I was like, how do I even deal with this? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I felt guilty afterwards. I was like, you know what? That's really not the way I should have dealt with it. I, I don't want to yell. I don't want to scream. Sometimes they just push that big oh, red yeah. button. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Let me give it to you. And you lose it. And I remember telling their mom, I was I, I she had actually come over and I went out and I was like, I am so sorry. But I yelled at him. And I was like, he made me so, so mad. And and she was very understanding of that. And, and I felt bad because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want someone else yelling at my kid. Like, I think I would get defensive about that, but thankfully she was very understanding, so I know, and I know sometimes that can be challenging, and they can push that button, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I've since gotten better at that, and I'm learning to deal. Uh, kind of, I've learned more to manipulate. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but you have to outsmart your kid it, games. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're manipulating yes. you, yeah. so I'm going to play that game back. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I've definitely, I've learned, I've learned that. That's been a big hurdle for me. To not, I don't need to yell. I don't need to scream. I don't need to stomp my feet. Sometimes it still happens, but generally I don't do that. Uh, but that was definitely a challenge. You wait to till deal. you're behind your own closed door. Yeah, yeah. Then let her scream. Nice Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I think that's a point that all of us, I think, come to it. So. <laughs> At, <laughs> At some stage. Daily. At some stage. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. That there's that button. Yeah, yeah. you found it. Okay. Um, How do we make sure you don't keep finding it? Yeah. yeah. Another interesting challenge that, that I've been through, it's not as big of a deal, but you just didn't think of it, is food. So I've learned that when, as raising a child, so raising Eleni, I'm learning what she likes to eat, what she doesn't like to eat, and that's from the very beginning. So it's that's a little easier. When I, the kids came in, they were very picky eaters, and I don't like to cook in the first place. So not being able to cook, trying to find out what they like, that was really difficult because all the meals I was making them, they're like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. This is gross. And that, and it hurt my feelings. Yes. So I was like, I spent all this time cooking a meal that I don't even like cooking yeah. for you oh and you don't life. like it. And it was simple as mac and cheese. Yeah. I was like, how do you not like mac and cheese? Like, I don't understand. So that was a challenge for me to, to learn what they like. And I definitely, when I found something they liked, man, I made note of that. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I will make that again, just like that. Um, but that was a, definitely a challenge, um, even to this day, still trying to figure that little bit out about them of what they like to eat. Because when you raise your kids, you, you're learning a little more. You at least know the stuff that you can get away with. Yeah. I had mm. none of that. Yeah, exactly. So just six and seven years of pre-programming that you had to jump in on. Yeah, yeah. and just figure out what they like. So even to this day, I still sometimes text their mom and I'm like, oh, what's that recipe again? Yeah, <laughs> I need something for them to eat. Yeah, so. yeah. Could she send yeah. it to me? Right? Yeah, it'll work for mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's funny, kids. I, I don't know. Maybe as a kid, I was different, but they like to eat so plain. 
Yes. Oh my like, no goodness. No seasonings, no fancy things. I I, I think as I well, maybe I was different, but I remember eating like a little bit fancier stuff as a kid. So I'm like still wrapping my head around. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our daughter explains it that apparently uh, when you're a child you have more taste buds, and so you don't like as many spices and different things because as you age you lose more of your taste buds. So then you like the spicier, more seasoned things because you can then taste it more. This is apparent. This is what she tells me she yeah, learned that's in science. That's pretty great. I know. Not that it's just her idea. Like she, like, she no, says no. she learned this. That sounds and pretty I'm like, scientific to me. Yeah, and it's like funny because it. she's our one who's not a picky eater, and she will eat the spicier things and the more adventurous things, whereas the other two want plain pasta. Yeah. Maybe with a heap of parmesan cheese on it yeah. <laughs> like heaps to the point where my husband has to like clench his fists and look away when they pour the cheese on mm. their pasta but like no sauce just the pasta uh, bread like yeah. just bread just no, bread nothing yeah. on it I remember just eating bread. just bread when I was yeah, a kid just bread. too but just yeah. white rice yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they, who likes that the boys, the boys no like one. soya sauce they like white yeah. they, they dump soya sauce on rice okay they, yeah but yeah like I will like last night yeah full meal you know beef broccoli rice blah 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 Rice. Just rice. the rice. No, like, well, I feel better yeah. that I'm not a Oh, no. no. You are so not a little no. <laughs> no. Every oh, single night. Oh, I don't like that. Sarah asks the second she gets off the bus, what's for supper tonight? Yeah. Like, it is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I have not a clue. Yeah. Like, I'm not that far ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, you're just going to say you don't like it anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, you're yeah. going to ask for the same non nutritious thing. Yes. I'm going to tell you how your body needs food, proper food for energy. You can't live off that. Uh, cheese strings and yogurt drinks. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. my children think you can, and so far they're proving me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. It's so true. Well, it sounds like you have an amazing mother to co-parent with and yes. and father to co-parent with. And, yeah. and I think that's fantastic. I'm, I definitely know a friend who's not in the same situation. She's been making it work for a really long time. But I can see how it's stressful on their relationship, like between her and her husband, the stress that it adds to their relationship because the mother doesn't help co-parent. She does help in her own way. So there's no co-parenting. It's she's the mom. And then, then there's these it. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, like you said, you've seen friends with, you know, running into not the same situation. So it's fantastic that A, you found the right person and the right family to jump into, yeah. which is mm-hmm. awesome. I think it's, I think it's such a luck of the draw, right? It yeah. really is. You know, are you going to fall for a person whose previous relationship is open to being, you know... A, in a co-parenting situation and sometimes yeah sometimes it doesn't matter what you do it's not going to work out no nope. and you in really that have sense. to decide if that's what you want and it's yeah. okay if it's not yeah mm-hmm. if yeah. that's not what you want it's okay to say you know what i really don't think this is going to work out and that's fine because you really have to think about your life you know t- five from years from now ten years from now like is that going to be worth it to me and is this am i going to have this relationship with this person and then but their children their child hates me and that's hard that's really hard on a oh that would put so much strain on a relationship like because the second they'd leave for their week off I feel like I'd be like okay here's what's wrong with your kid you need to work on these things so how you have a week to think about it when they come back next week I want to see some major improvements yeah. <laughs> which I mean clearly is not never gonna happen but um I'm sure that that would be a, the way that a lot of people, male or female, would be thinking. Like, holy cow. Yeah. A, a good tip, though, I just thought about this, is to, you know, if you are getting into this type of relationship and you know someone that's in that same position, 
ask them questions. Yeah. Um, my sister is one. She has a stepson. And I got a lot of information from her. She talked to me a lot of that. She's like, this is, you know, here are things that you're going to encounter probably. And, you know, here's, this is what I did. This didn't work out. This did work out. So I'm using that information and, and I'm taking it like, hey, what can, how, where can I apply this? How can I apply this? And, and make it easier. So definitely talk to people, see what their situations are, see what happens. It's, and it's always a work in progress. It's still, even to this day, well, I'm a, my sister is one of my biggest people that I ask advice to. Yeah. We talk on the phone every morning. 15 <laughs> and we discuss our day and and i if, if there's anything that i'm thinking about i do bring that up to her and, and talk to her about it yeah and she kind of helps me see different scenarios and that kind of guides me be like okay this is you know this is what i should do or this is what i should do exactly and there are so many people out there now in blended families that it's easier to find the information mm-hmm. in our age group when you're getting into the dating world to find someone that doesn't have kids already would be mm. very sparse. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I when I was dating, I know a lot of people had kids. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it would be very hard to find. Yeah, find someone who didn't at our age. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So be prepared. Yep. To but get it, into it. Yeah. What, where I thought you were going with your comment. Yes. <laughs> was yeah. that uh, how it, it's not something that we were raised seen either right I know when I was growing up I remember the one other family that was divorced before ours because that's how uncommon it Mm -hmm. was or if it happened it was so not talked about that there was like in my entire school yeah I could name like the one other family until like you know by junior high and then high school there were a few more because it was pretty big population at that point but Mm -hmm. like in my elementary school when my parents split up I knew one other family that had split up yeah and the idea of yeah a blended family like what what is that so it it is kind of new territory in a way for the families that are doing it now there's not like you see you know you have people in your life thankfully to talk to but there's not like this whole wealth of like we haven't we haven't all grown up with these examples of good co-parenting yeah actually this i i don't know why i didn't think about this but technically my sister is my half sister so we don't have the same biological father. Um, my my dad actually adopted my sister when she was seven years old. And I didn't even know she was my half-sister until I was nine. What? Really? Yeah. And unfortunately, her, her real dad had passed away. She didn't really know him. And it was only then that I found out that, oh, she's technically, she's not your, like, your... Biological. Yeah, it's my half-sister. And I was like, really? That was so surprising. But so that was almost really, that was my first exposure to, I guess, a blended family. Technically, that's what it is. I don't think of it that way. I never think of it that way. Yeah. Like, she's my sister, my best friend. Like, I just, that's, she's my sister. I would never be like, oh, this is my half-sister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, that's my sister. And that's our dad. And, you know, that's what we grew up. And my dad... Like, he adopted her, and that was it. Like, that was, that's my daughter. Yeah. And that's, that was my first really, yeah, my exposure to it. And so I think that may have helped kind of go into other relationships, too. Yeah. Like, just being open and accepting and and loving. That's fantastic. Yeah. Your dad obviously jumped on board when blended families, again, weren't, like, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, that was back in 85. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting to sound like a long time ago. I know. Isn't that gross? Oh. You know what I hate? Like when you have to like enter your birth date into things, and now I have to scroll to oh, yeah. find keep yeah. going yeah. and going. Yeah. I'm like too far. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna make up a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> What's the legal age? Yeah. yeah. What's the legal age now? Yeah. yeah. Just pick that year. Yeah. 
Well, I think that is a yeah. good spot to to wrap this up, this episode up on because I think it is yeah a very interesting thought to leave in our heads about the way we define family. And yes. I know there's a lot of people that talk about that use of the term half sibling and step sibling. Even like I you know I have stepsisters and we migrated from very obviously using the word step to. Yeah, now I just talk about my sisters. And yeah, like, too. Wait, you yeah. have sisters? Like, well, okay. yes, if you knew me when I was younger, I did not have sisters growing up because that didn't happen until we were teenagers yeah. and it was until we were adults that we used the term more freely like that. But I think there are a lot of people out there that are probably listening that I uh, hopefully are kind of nodding along. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got stories to share, we want to hear them. You know, drop us some comments, share us, share, you know, your any situation. Tips. Yeah, any other tips? People that have been out there doing this longer. Yeah. <laughs> People who've yeah. run into two we more challenging situations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. He's a wealth of information. Yeah. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of interesting stories there. Oh, <laughs> yes. That is definitely got, got in my head of some interesting situations, as with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> we have good parents. Wonderful parents. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, that uh, sums up that. Pickle Planet Podcast. Tasha, thanks for being here. Thanks, guys, for having me. This was fun. Oh, it was a lot of fun. We're going to do it all again someday.